Hello, and welcome to The Delicious Truth with Gloria Cotton. I'm Gloria. During this podcast, we're going to cover a variety of topics that are impacting our everyday lives. We'll look at four things for each topic. One, the absolute empirical truth. That's all about the facts and data. Then we'll look at the personal experiential truth. And that's about how those facts and others do and don't show up in people's lives and their experience of them. Next, the consequential, impactful truth. The difference this makes in people's lives. And finally, you'll hear about resources and solutions you can use to empower yourself and others. Hello, 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 and welcome to The Delicious Truth with Gloria Cotton. You know I'm Gloria, but do y'all know I like to be called Glow? If you don't, please forgive me for not telling you that. It makes my heart sing when people address me at Glow. If you don't like nicknames and stuff, I'm not mad at you. Gloria will be just fine. And if that doesn't work, then Queen will do. (laughs) I'm just saying. So we've come to an end of season three. And it is a joy and a little bit of sorrow, too, uh, for coming to the end. But it gives me the opportunity to look forward to season four. Y'all going to have to wait for that for a minute. I'm not sure exactly what the focus is going to be. But for this, I'd like to do a recap, a review of the delicious things that we talked about during this season and what those things meant to me why it was important to me that those things were addressed. And I want to have a little conversation with one of my delicious, delectable, and dynamic team members. So listen here, let me tell y'all something. I have the the most wonderful team in the planet, okay, supporting me. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Uh, They are comprised of Brandy's mother. Mm -hmm. Just say her name a couple of times. It feels good. Rolling around in your mouth. Um, And she is the one I'm going to be speaking with. Y'all have heard her voice before. And then there's Chris Romero. Lord have mercy, Chris. So many hugs in your future. This man is a genius, y'all. He does a lot of graphic arts design and stuff. The research, oh my goodness, so quickly. And it is delicious. You know, you got to work with good people because that impacts how delicious you going to be. If they are giving you heartburn, you know your outcome is not going to be delicious. I'm just saying, okay? Some of these people, oh my goodness, it's it's awful, but not my team. And then (laughs) rounding out this wonderful trio of people is Eric, Mr. Eric Guerrero. Okay? I'm just saying, this man is so sweet. I mean... You know, it's a strength. And on one of the seasons, one or two, I think I address the strength of being gentle. And I want you to know that Eric brings it every single time. Not only technical genius, but just a beautiful heart. So I'm blessed. I want y'all to know to be working with these people. And right now, I'd like to reintroduce you to Brandice. Hi, Brandice. How you doing, girl? I am great. This is a delicious way to start my day. I got my coffee. I've got glow. And so I couldn't ask for a better start to my morning. (laughs) This is wonderful. So this recap, I didn't want it to be all about me. I wanted to uh, hear from our team and ask them, because it's important to me that they are happy. 
not just, you know, I'm happy with the product, but that these things mean something to them as well. Because we're family. In fact, we're family. That's F-R-A-M-I-L-Y. They're friends who are family to me. I mean, I love these people more than I love some of my biological family, okay? Because every every biological family is not a family, okay? So it's friends who are family and family who are friends. Uh-huh. Let's get that straight right now. Thank you. Shout out to Gordon Ramsay for saying that statement. <laughs> okay. If y'all don't know who he is, just look him up in MasterChef and, and all that stuff. So, Brandies. Let's just reflect for a minute on this wonderful season. What did this mean to you and what what stood out for you the most? Let's just talk about it. So this being season three and having the privilege to have already recorded two other seasons, um, I would say that this really brought me, M-E, into focus. Mm. I think a lot of times we focus on external factors and given that the health and wellness of ourselves really is impacted by our environment, But this helped me understand how much I control the environment Mm -hmm. that I'm about to grow in. So I happen to be one of those people who reject self-care. Like, what do you call it? What? 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 I I reject self-care content. Like, I don't particularly love the the kinds of content that's positioned as if, you know, you're just so broken and like mm. some people find themselves kind of addicted to it. Like I don't come from a broken place. Mm-hmm. I come from a, in a place of opportunities, like mm-hmm. there's opportunities mm-hmm. to improve. And so it's hard for me sometimes to receive, but I received this whole season. Let me tell oh. you thing from finding the right partners and allies, how to be the best ally to myself. Yes. Um, yes understanding, you know, what my advantages are. It just felt like it came from a place of strength versus brokenness. And, you know, as an African-American, sometimes culturally we hear those same narratives over and over again Mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. you're broke, you're rags, you know, you're tired. No, none of that. I reject all of those notions. Yeah, Um, (laughs) I come from a place of opportunity and it felt great to explore all the opportunities uh, for self-love, self-development and self-care. Absolutely. 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 It meant all that to me, too. And in fact, what was behind it was um, after Mr. George Floyd was publicly executed last year. Can you believe how long it's been, you know, since that man, May of 2020, um, he was publicly executed? And that started my looking at my being my own best ally and talking about from a place of strength. It was that. I mean, sometimes people beat themselves up because of some of the thoughts they have that are not necessarily loving and kind. And you know, I love everybody. But when that man was publicly executed and the way that it was done, I've never seen the whole video and I won't look at it. It's a violation to me. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Yeah, I don't think it's right to watch, you know, traumatic. It was tremendous. Is that yeah. there's so much of that stuff recorded? I think that is necessary. I do too. I do too. I just don't necessarily need proof about what has been happening in the community that I live in for as long as I can remember. And I see, I say that same thing. So, having been 
a, a teenager in the 60s and seen all that. I mean, I remember getting the Jet magazine and seeing Emmett Till's body in there and, you know, all that stuff. I've been Black a long time in America, okay? <laughs> so I, I didn't need to watch it. And shout out to those who do need to watch it and did need to watch it. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but it just didn't serve me. Even though I always say, because it's true that I love every single person on the planet, even though I don't love everything they do, I was not feeling the love. I was not feeling. And I really loved all of my anger, those parts that were speaking Uh, in season two, I think it was Madeline was on talking about our different parts, our voices, all those things that have to be respected within ourselves. And so often people who are marginalized, like Black people, like people with disabilities, like women, like you name it, anything that is not what the patriarchy really likes. And that's what it is. It's the negative patriarchy, the rules they have set up. Um, anyone who is not in that, they've been told, we've been told that you just have to suck it up, get over it. You're wrong if you say anything. And I was like, you know what the hell with that? That is not working. So I looked at and, and made friends with and loved those broken pieces, those angry pieces, those, uh, you know, I don't want justice. I want revenge pieces, those voices that were within me. I acknowledged them. And then I work through them in and with love, in and with not making them bad, not making them wrong, and then not violating myself. At the same time, I was validating them. I also validated myself. And that is something I wanted people to be mindful of. When we look at ourselves, it is the delicious whole truth. What is our truth? First of all, while you're looking at everybody else's temporary truth. We got to look at our own. And that's why I was so excited to begin with Dr. Maya Angelou's poem in the episode of I Am, you know, and Still We Rise. And that thing, every time I would read it or say it, it would mean something to me, but it meant even more this season um, because I wanted people to get, honey, you have power that other people dismiss, discount, disregard, just dis. But you know what? That is not who I am. You can do what you want to do, boo-boo, but I am not buying into that rhetoric. I really am not. Your lexicon is not man. You better get your own rubric. I tell you, <laughs> because that is not the cube I'm playing with. You know what I'm saying? One of my, so that was one of my favorite episodes. I love talking about privilege because you know, people will say things like you don't have access to it or you don't have it. It's, and and as I said in the episode, even though white privilege is a real thing and it's a real, it can be a real problem. It has been used to punish and keep out and all that other kind of stuff. But honey, everybody has some privilege in their life. Everybody. The person who is denied the most as the privilege, you just have to look for it sometimes. Um, but it's our normal, and so we don't think about it. I want people to be mindful as a result of this season. Be more mindful about themselves before they reach out to other people so they can reach out to them in strength and in love. So what you think? How how successful was that? What do you think? So it's 
it's tough because I felt like that they were all building blocks. They Mm -hmm. were connected in a way to like get deeper and closer to self Mm -hmm. and kind of examining. But I think show them who you are is probably my favorite one. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you follow the path in this podcast and just kind of took each portion and did the work, because there was always something that you can do independently after the podcast. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So kind of almost like a little workbook without having to have materials, right? Um, by the time you got to show them who you are, you had did a lot of self-defining. You had already kind of declared the parts of you um, that you wanted to work on as opportunities and, and kind of embracing yourself. You have figured out how to create, you know, allies. You understood your power and privilege. And it was like, okay, let me show you who I am. Yes. Yeah. And by the time we got to the last couple of episodes at that point, we're ready to serve. That's kind of how I, I saw it. Like, mm. okay, I'm now able to, you know, speak up for people who aren't, you know, often spoken up for. I'm able to respectfully draw boundaries because I know who I am um, and I'm not here to people, please. And I just feel like that that probably is the the episode. Where I was just like, okay, I've arrived. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was, I love that. And as I said, I can... Even now, I can hear Angela Bassett saying those words so powerfully to Chad Bozeman in his character of T'Challa. Oh, my goodness. That meant something. I, I didn't see it at the movie. I don't even it was it was uh, that movie came out in 2018. So we weren't experiencing COVID then. But I was traveling so much that I when I was home, I didn't want to go to the movie. I wanted to be at home. So I, the first time I saw it, it was when I bought it, you know, and so I could look at it forever. And when we got to that scene, it was one of the scenes that I had to stop the thing and just go, mm, get me a napkin, somebody, because that was delicious what she just said. I mean, that touched my soul, not only on my heart and my soul, not only was she speaking to him as the king, but this was her son. And as a mother speaking, as you say, a word into your children's lives. I I believe we are here to serve one another, to help one another, uh, to protect one, to stand up, to stand with, to stand by, to be the ally for everybody. But baby, it's a whole different level when it's your kid, you know? And so for her to be speaking to the king and then for him to have heard her voice through all this noise of everybody else, and then for it to have resonated with him, I said, see, that's power right there. Yeah, absolutely. And if we just kind of take a look at that scene, and for you all who haven't seen it, I encourage you to go and watch it. I think that it's a a film for everyone. Me and my five-year-old recently watched it together, and she Mm. was just wow, mommy. You know, Mm -hmm. really cool to kind of see how she experienced it. But in this scene where he's basically fighting to retain his place on the throne, Mm -hmm. his opponent is huge. Yes, he is. Like in no in no no fight like that we would have they wouldn't even be in the same weight class okay, and his mother was able to remind him to show up as his full self okay in this in this moment. But what I what I want to kind of say is we go out to serve one another, and as we figure out who we are and what our strengths are, we can't allow the size of the opponents to make us doubt the possibility of anybody being able to stand up for themselves. Because that's one of the things to kind of take from that. It's like, 
I don't know, man. I'd have been scared for my baby. That man big. <laughs> he really, really, really wanted to win. Like he he was feeling all kinds of frustration. I mean, this his opponent want, needed to take this spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and still could not take something from him because what is yours is yours. Nobody can take from you. See, wait a minute, wait a minute, back up, holla, holla, holla. What is yours is yours. Okay. You just have to claim it. Mm-hmm. You just have to, you got to know it. You got to claim it. You got to stand in your own power, you know? And I honestly believe that's why he won. I guess these people are in water. They Mm -hmm. don't beat each other up. (laughs) He's Mm -hmm. tiny in comparison to his opponent, opponent, Mm -hmm. but it was his. Mm -hmm. But it was his. So I'm I'm remembering this David and Goliath was the first story I was familiar with about, you know, winning, even though there are insurmountable odds, seemingly insurmountable mm-hmm. odds. Honey, stand in your power because your power is your power. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It doesn't take anything away from somebody else's. But you know what you can't take was man. It is my that was that was one of my favorites. And it was also made me truly appreciate the whole thing about allyship, because sometimes you're just tired of standing. You're tired of standing under the weight and pressure of things that are going on in your life, in the world, in your family, you name it. And so we need to exhale sometimes. We just need to breast. We just, we need to breathe. We need to rest. And sometimes we, if you have no one that you can talk to, if you have no one who would just be there for you? You know, I don't want somebody to solve it for me all the time. Just be with me. So I can just lean on you. Wait a minute. Lean on me <laughs> when you're not strong and I'll be your friend. We need that. We need that as human beings. We're social creatures, social animals. Even the most introverted of us needs to know that they are not a, wait a minute, you are not alone. So, I mean, we just, we have to know that um, because sometimes we can't access our own strength because we're just tired physically, intellectually, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, you name it. We can be, because it's exhausting, particularly for people who are marginalized, particularly for us. So, you know, this is the thing, but don't beat yourself up if you're tired, you know, take a breath, take a beat. And then that's the opportunity to draw in other, someone else's strength. Uh, They're not lending it to you. They're not giving it to you. They're sharing it with you. See, that's, that's delicious. I don't even smoke, but if I had a cigarette, I'd wait a minute. I, I, I need to smoke a pterodactyl. That's even more <laughs> important and bigger than smoking a cigarette. Yeah, that was one of my, you know, when I did the, the episode, um, the next to the last episode on calling out and stopping the code of silence about child sexual abuse, that touched me in a way that I hadn't been touched. All of them touched me and thrill and excite me and uplift and energize me. But that episode touched my soul uh, like nothing else had since post-traumatic slavery disorder, the end of the first season, those last two episodes. Um, And I, I really pray that people will come together to protect everyone, to protect everyone, and particularly our children. There's no excuse. 
for a child to have to worry about any kind of abuse, physical, emotional, mental. I mean, nothing. Because, you know, they they have their job to do, and that's being a kid. (laughs) That is the hardest thing that they have to do to navigate and try to hold on to themselves with our help. Again, honoring who they are and listening to them and watching when they show you and tell you. They will they will tell you who they are. And I'm back again to um, Black Panther, where she says, show them who you are. You know, so children are showing us who they are. It's just, will we quiet our own demons or whatever, our own desires for them? Uh, Some people live their lives through their children's lives. Come on now. You got your own life, boo-boo. They have their own. You know, you're supposed to be there to create that safety for them. So that one really spoke to me too. Yeah. Yeah. And just to expound upon that, recognize that the children need the village. Absolutely. And that... One of the things that you and I agree about GLOW is building family. Mm-hmm. You know, who you're born to doesn't necessarily mean that that's the only definition of family. Absolutely. And that if we see our place in the world as potential family to anybody that we encounter, when we have room in our hearts, that means that we stand for the children. Absolutely. And that we do it exhaustively. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know, mm-hmm. this child needs these hugs. This child needs somebody to advocate. I suspect that there's something happening where this child is living in a deficit. It doesn't have to be something as serious as abuse, mm-hmm. but any opportunity to fill a void in a child's life if we have the room and a bandwidth and the ability to do it, because I recognize that that's not everybody's ministry. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that as a village, we owe it um, to ourselves as human beings to pour into one another. That's right. That's right. It's an investment in the whole human race mm-hmm. when we are investing in each other and surely when we are investing in our children. People say, they, I believe the children are our future, honey. The children are our now. We have to start thinking about this. It's now and our future. Otherwise, we won't have one now, will we? Man, as you said that, the song, the lyrics came to mind. And I was just like, man, they, they sound even more powerful in my mind mm-hmm. than they did after all these years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe, I, now, Miss Whitney, I'm not even going to try to sing that after her, okay? But <laughs> y'all need to go and listen to that. All right, that woman, bless her heart. I won't even go into it. I, I wish somebody had been there for her. I wish somebody had been there for her because she was in a lot of pain. And this is what I'm saying. Children, your gentle heart of all eight, however old you are chronologically, we need to stand for and protect one another's hearts as well as our own. So, you know, I hope that you all, did you want to say a final word before I close this out, Brandis? Well, I know that like people tend to to binge watch Netflix. I would say that... Mm -hmm. If you're feeling like external factors are just overwhelming you, if you're feeling like you don't necessarily know how to begin to kind of piece your own self-empowerment, that this is the season to binge listen to. Most of the episodes are 30 minutes or less. Mm -hmm. You can listen on your car ride. You can listen. You know, I like to personally, I like to listen while I'm I'm cooking. Um, you know, it's it's in a format that's really easy to hear. Um, there's always something to take away, quick little assignments that you should binge this to find yourself in a place where you feel more empowered. 
Mm. Um, that's what I would recommend to anybody listening to today's episode. And also go back and check out season one and two if you haven't already, um, just so that way you get a sense of just kind of the progress that we're hoping to make in the lives of our listeners and then the people that they love. Uh, and, and and don't be selfish, as we like to say. This is like, <laughs> you don't have to eat it all by yourself. Don't be greedy. Um, it was just truth. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I And I love the idea of looking at all three seasons and however many more seasons there may be, you know, and, and apply that word delicious. Sometimes you want to eat this and sometimes you want to eat that. So what is your appetite calling for? What is the appetite of your mind, your heart and your soul calling for? And if we've not addressed it, then, you know, send us a note. And, um, you know, if it's something that is within my awareness and within my ability to bring to you, whether it's me alone or with a partner, I'll source that thing out. Um, And if you have a topic that you're interested in and you know someone that I should have a conversation with, give me all of that, you know, and and the way I can reach them, I'll be happy to uh, consider doing that because we're all in this together. We're, this is not just me and my delicious, delectable, dynamic team. <laughs> it is all of us are in this together. It has been an honor to be with you. It always is an honor to think of you. This is part of my ministry, reaching out to people, helping people. And I just want to love you. That's all. If you ever have a question about uh, if you are loved or not, I want you to know, Honey, there's a hug in your future if you want one. Thank you so much. See you next season. Bye-bye.